Welcome to The Day Before, a fictionalized audio series influenced by real people during a complex time in modern American life, the 24 hours before LA's COVID-19 stay-at-home order took effect. I'm not ashamed to say I like horror movies, especially, especially the bad ones. They're often woefully predictable, the characters, predictably, doing the one thing they shouldn't. But let's be real. We don't watch these movies for surprising human depths or character arcs. We watch them to jump in our seats and cover our faces. In my house, guessing at which character will become the unwitting leader, who will be the first to unravel as the stakes heighten, that's my jam. We've spent this last year living in the sickest of horror movies. And expecting the least expected didn't just apply to this global catastrophe. It challenged each of our individual characters, making us become a thing we never knew we were. The evening is young. There's a subdued, peaceful energy to the cafe. That delicious sort of vibe that wordlessly says, you worked hard today. Now, relax. Unwind. You did it. And as I'm relishing in the mood, wondering if I should even bother talking to anyone else, I see her, alone, at the countertop. Her face crinkled intensely, eyes laser-focused, as I scrutinize whatever she's seeing on her iPhone. A lot of times it's what I look for, the standout, the room's exception. She pecks out a quick message and then scribbles furiously into a notebook. I follow my instinct, approach, and introduce myself, my day's mission. She is Camilla. I came here for a bite to eat. We don't have anything in our apartment, and the grocery stores are basically bare. Have you seen that? Oh my gosh, it's so scary. She's just finished filing for unemployment for the first time in her life. It's a tough admission for her, even to a stranger. That website is a total dumpster fire. Ugh, like super disorganized. Still, I'm grateful. <laughs> Beggars can't be um, critics or whatever. And she's hyper-organized the type that brings her planner everywhere. In fact, stickers make it fun. Bright and cheery hieroglyphics, dotting the month of March, a rocket. That marked the start of my period. I haven't seen menstrual cycle stickers yet, which is weird, right? <laughs> yes. So I chose something that somewhat resembles a tampon. Little pastel oval shapes. Those are pills, like Joe pills. Me and my boyfriend Brendan had a fight the night before. I love him. There's even a little cartoon Corona bottle, underscored in red ink, an exclamation point just next to it. You get the idea. She expresses a similar zeal for spreadsheets. She's laying out a plan A, B, and C, should this pandemic disrupt her livelihood past a comfortable apex. A moment later, she's joined by her boyfriend. Camilla lights up. She goes in for a kiss. He lifts her petite frame up off her feet with a strong squeeze. Meet our new friend. What's up, man? I'm Brendan. He's handsome in that earthy, unkempt way. A cool charisma that's unmistakable. Did you find any TP? Nah, sorry, baby. What? Okay. Oh, fuck. How about food? Anything good? I didn't get food. You didn't say get food. That's fine. Do I need to? It would be helpful, yeah. My telepathy isn't as strong as yours, Master Jedi. It's fine. I'll try again tomorrow. Camilla goes back to her phone, 
her face scrunching with focus or frustration, or both. Brendan looks uncomfortable, he takes a menu, turns it over a few times. I love you. You know I do, but this thing is real. This is a pandemic and we'll have to poop. Do not laugh at me. <laughs> I'm not. Amor, but all we need is love and adaptability. This thing will blow over in two weeks, watch. Are you paying any attention to the CDC? Yes, sort of. I just don't get why you're getting so worked up. Because we don't have any more toilet paper. Okay, okay. Brendan slips me a wink and pushes back from the counter. He glances around the cafe at nothing in particular. His face is hard to read. And then, no toilet paper, right? None, I already told, uh-uh, no. <laughs> Why not? Why not what? He's thinking about stealing toilet paper from the bathroom. Already thought about it, actually. So simple, we just Shh. go in there. I forbid it. Forbid? Is this new? I'm sorry. I don't know why I chose that word. I just strongly suggest against this place, you thieving. You're on a roll tonight there, Master Yoda. It is meant for customer use. And to state the obvious, we are customers, long-standing patrons. Have you gone insane? No, 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 I'd rather make family cloth than resort to petty theft. Brennan looks to me, I look to him. Family cloth. <sighs> yeah, family cloth is reusable toilet paper. I'll cut up a fleece blanket or old pillowcases into appropriately sized squares and we'll just use those to wipe our bums. Ew, you want me to wipe my ass with my sweatshirt? Hey, it's eco-friendly and it won't cost us anything. I read all about it in a very informative holistic mommy blog. Doesn't even smell at all. Apparently. We'll keep a small enclosed wastebasket by the toilet for dirties and uh, we'll just wash them in the washing machine for reuse. That's nasty. I'm not touching no heavily seasoned booty wash. Okay, I'll wash them. Just like cloth diapers. And my sister uses them for my nieces, so we can too. I take dumps the size of your nieces. I'm trying to be impartial, but that does sound gross. Well, it's eco-friendly. Yeah, you said that already, but how are you supposed to know what an appropriately sized square is for my healthy digestive system? You can test the size before we cut up the material. Yeah, nope. That's not good, that's a no-go for me. Fine, I don't want to either. Family cloth? Who thought of that name? It was like a creepy commune. <laughs> let it go, just let it go. I mean, I think it was well-intentioned, so that's gotta count for something. Yeah, fine. You have my blessing, but if you get caught, God help me, we won't be able to show our faces here again ever, and I won't forgive you like Jesus will. I'm sorry you have to witness this. I don't steal. We aren't complete losers, I promise. I just document, no judgment here. Mm. And with that, Camilla launches into a multi-tiered plan, like a bank heist. She's nervous. I'm even starting to question my own culpability in the thing. She pens down a two-scale version of the cafe, then the contingency planning. What happens if you get caught? <gasps> Should I pull the car around? Whoa, is that a, is that a camera? I think those, those... Yeah, they are, they're cameras, aren't they? Brendan just watches on, cools a cucumber, a smirk forming before. <laughs> Relax, Bonnie. It'll all be over before you can say shit, Stan. 
I'll always love you. Brendan stands, a confident smile and a wink, and he sneaks off. Camilla's leg bounces. We don't talk. Her nerves are having a way with her. There wasn't anything in there completely wiped out. Someone beat us the job, babe. Camilla slumps, her chin drooping to her chest. And it's in this moment that I really catch how heavy this pandemic's weight on her. But then she looks up, a resolve that for some reason makes me think of Jennifer Lawrence in The Hunger Games, where she offers herself as tribute instead of her sister. Camilla stands without a word, strides softly for the restroom as Brennan just exited. Him and I share a nervous look. His perpetual cool's been zapped, just like that. Brandon, come on. What are we doing? I mean, I'm more than good with toilet paper. My house is like three blocks away. Then, suddenly, like a phantom. Okay, we're good. What? Wait, where did you just come from? Amor, oh my god. Did you just steal? Her hoodie bulges with at least two rolls. This makes me so happy. You don't even know, I'm kind of turned on. I have a happy bonus. A playful smile betrays the sharp approach. Oh, before I forget, do you have like five bucks? Girl, you can have all my cheddar. You done stole my heart, you nifty little thief, you. And craftily, on the sly, I see Camilla deposit the $5 Brennan gave her, along with a few more notes, into the tip jar by the cash register near the door. Brendan misses it. They're a couple clearly in love. But can love be enough? Brendan's right. Or at least he's not wrong. Right now, with a global pandemic, adaptability is key. Right now, planning is all but an impossibility. Him with his kite-in-the-wind nature. Her, the meticulous planner. They'll both need to bend in ways that are uncomfortable. Thanks for listening to The Day Before. This podcast would not have been possible without the collective talents of an inspired team. This episode was written by Atala Arce, editing and sound designed by John Ciano. Voice talent includes Atala Arce as Camilla, Jake B. Taylor as Brendan, Gordon Clark as narrator journalist, with original music by the great Joe Levi. my ass with my Michelangelo Donatello <laughs> I forgot to say Ninja Turtles I started naming the fucking things Raphael and, and Donatello yeah, so you want me to write <laughs> and then it creates this micro cult of my booty and your booty oh my gosh and then you... no okay <laughs> I like okay. the effort <laughs> It's eco-friendly, and it won't cost us anything at all, apparently. No. <laughs> Fine. I don't want to either. I don't want to wash the poo-poo. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
think we're a little too free. <laughs> free Why this. not? I don't I know. Feel like it's good. I think that's what I'm doing. I think I'm unraveling. I'm in like this fight. Yes, I'm unraveling from this fight. Trust okay. Me. <laughs> okay, here we go. Good.